<laughs> Episode 621. Here we are. Here Having we are. Having fun. We were just saying before we started recording that usually the video version of this show is my episode, like when I talk the most. But this, because we skipped a, a day over Memorial Day week, it got changed. Now it's a Sarah episode. And it's funny you say where you talk the most because let's be real. I'm going to talk, <laughs> I talk the most more. in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> more than usual. Yeah, you're, you're more so. wordy, but I like to think it's – That's probably not a good thing. I feel like I've read a study somewhere that said people who use more words know less or something <laughs> like that. Well, not in a podcast. I mean, really, oh. we we sort of rely on that. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be a very good show if it were just me. Oh, that's like, funny. Hey, I read this thing. Hey. What do you oh, think no. about it? Get me talking. <laughs> no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How the uh, hell are you? How the hell are you? <sighs> you know, Susie and I were talking about this before we came on the air. And I feel like, you know, my podcast fam is like my family, so I can just, like, open it up and share it with you. Yeah. It was kind of a weird – not weird, but um, my ex-husband got remarried this, right. like, week or last week or something like that. Yeah. And that's, that's unnerving. Kind of a weird moment. That's kind of like a an interesting, like – event in <laughs> that's it gets it e- is interesting even event. if it's not you know for to see, it was just there it was it was an interesting emotional experience and i don't think i thought it was going to be like that yeah and well, not like good or bad yeah it just forces you, know. you to think about stuff that's just yeah. the nature of life yeah and kind of like the the ways that we as a society label success or um, achievement in life. Right. Because when we first spoke about it, you had you had more feelings about it than I expected. But it wasn't the kind where it's like longing or something or regret. Yeah, that's, that's not it. No, it was more like you were thinking about how people perceive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other people, whether it's through social right. media or whatever, and right. make assessments based on, on just that yes. little glimpse. 100%. And the same way when people saw me in my marriage, they there was this thought and idea, oh my gosh, she's so happy and she, things are so good. When the reality was... I I wasn't happy and things weren't good and I wasn't living my authentic life and wasn't connected to who I really was and what I wanted. But the perception was like people were almost envious of like what I had. Yeah. And it's so backwards. And even in this situation now where I'm – I have never been happier or more um, content in my life. Yeah. More than happy, I think it's content and really getting to experience the feelings of joy. You know, I was on this camping trip a little bit ago and I just remember looking at the, like, the mountain range and, you know, where I was and just thinking, like, this 
is what it's all about. Yeah. This is, I think this is the actual point of life right now. You know, I was having the same feelings inside, like those little butterfly excited feelings that you have when you were like a little kid and it was Christmas morning and, you know, you were so excited and or you were going to do like those, those feelings that we've been kind of chasing forever as mm-hmm. adults. So we're mm-hmm. like that, that childhood sense of wonder and amazement and happiness and, and optimism, and optimism. Well, you know, I'm good at that. Hope all that. And I was feeling that. And, and it was just so, you have to be so present and aware but it's also a very personal experience. Mm-hmm. Nobody could look at me right then and and say, oh, she's having that internal experience. That's why I think it's so weird that we all fall for the same tricks on social media. That It's like we crazy do. that social media is the reason why I'm having these thoughts. Yeah. That we all look at people's presentation and think, decide whether they have it together, whether mm-hmm. they're happy, whether they seem successful, whatever. Right. Even though we know whether right. or not we are right. when we post certain things and how they don't always match the, the what what people perceive. Yes. And that it's is so the... weird. And that is... It, it's so... I wish it... I mean... When I talk about it and when, you know, Susie and I can share and I can talk to you guys, listeners, about this, I can – I'm just like flushing out feelings and processing all of it. And I can – it's not like I feel like I don't have those things that are wonderful. It's – ah. It just, there's, I think the nature of what social media is and what the, and when we want something and we see that, we imagine the other person's experience is similar to the thing that we are craving or wanting. Yes. When that is they not... They have that thing I want. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You always say it better. Yeah. Than no, like, you you got it right. You that it right. is it. They have the thing I want, but the reality is that's not... That's... I, you, you, I don't that's know. That's so interesting. I, I totally get what you're saying, though. Because yeah. you can intellectually look at not I'm not talking about your ex, I'm just saying in right. general. You can in look general. at a couple. Yes. And maybe you know something about them and you know like they are not happy. I would never want their marriage. Right. But yet you can still have that feeling of like but I want a marriage or I right. want a partner or whatever. Yes. And so it's like these uh dissonant feelings at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I I totally project on Sarah like she's trying you know she's trying to talk to me about her own life and I'm like yeah this reminds me of how I feel about Johnny or whatever like like because uh, I feel like a lot of times with certain people from you know reality TV 
Mm-hmm. On their Instagram, it sure looks glamorous. Oh, Susie, you are you are connecting all the dots here. 100%. Keep going. Love it. It looks like success. It looks fun. It looks, um, like I said, glamorous. And then my life is, is not that. I, I have the opposite of a glamorous life. <laughs> and so you start to think like, People perceive that person as being successful and they think I'm not. And then Sarah and I both, I know, have experienced this feeling of like we invested so much time into our education, which we're proud of. Right. And was an education that doesn't come with a big paycheck. Yeah. The religion store wasn't hiring. Right. You know, (laughs) like we didn't choose the most lucrative fields. Right. And so you have to just be like satisfied internally. Ah! I want external validation. Come Excuse on. me. Hello. So oh. you, you know it's easy to get tripped up by that stuff. Yeah, it just, just is. Like... And and that's the that's the part that's so frustrating is that separated from that world. If I cut off social media. Or yeah, the this like I don't know whatever you just want. the noise it, 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 of that yes outside the shoulds the the, the the expectations all that then I am so satisfied and I am so content. Well, I know that's the thing, and that is just like <sighs> it it you can't look away. Yeah. It's a daily practice of being grateful, focused. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. That's what we kind of decided on. It yeah. comes down to like these are opportunities to really practice gratitude Yeah, and to be so thankful for the things that, that create that feeling that I had of uh, uh, feeling content and happy. Yeah. And that they you have to be photograph. okay with- Yeah. <laughs> So you're just going to have to take my word that I'm living my best life. And also, you know what? This is I'm, – I'm oh, work for processing now. This is it. These are the feelings about the feelings. This is me being upset that I am a person who cares oh, that's that the people worst. may think that I'm not living my best life because I'm not remarried already or like in a relationship or having a kid and I really am. And the fact that I feel like I have to fight a perceived yeah. image of me that is 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 not even accurate to my own understanding of self, hey, I know. that makes me feel mad at me for thinking that. So the feelings about the feelings that we beat ourselves up over, and then we have to get down to like underneath layers of like, what is it that I really yearn for under all of that and i think oh my gosh this makes me emotional whoa it's like being in therapy i think it's truly acceptance for just being me right yeah that's oh what we my all God. i didn't know i was gonna cry i love <sighs> it we did it everybody we made it happen it. <laughs> processed you know Man. what? If you need therapy help processing, great. you guys, you can't all come to therapist Susie. You, some of you have to go to BetterHelp. That is the deal. 
Oh, if there weren't a better segue, I don't know what it is. See, all you need is somebody who's going to hold that space for you, reflect some of the things that are going on in your life so you could think about it in a different way, maybe like what we just did right here. Right. And gosh darn, if somebody on BetterHelp can't help you with that. I don't right. know. Come on. Hello. That's the thing. This, this is isn't it. rocket science, but it's in a way it's, it seems more complicated because humans' emotions are so messy. So we all yes. need someone to sort of, as she said, hold that space Help us process all these complex emotions, the emotions about the emotions, the feelings about the feelings. It's a lot. We all need help. Being a person is hard. And BetterHelp is there for you. It's customized online therapy, offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You don't have to go to an office. And it's affordable. And you can... Find someone in under 48 hours who specializes in whatever you need, grief, relationship stuff, maybe just stress. And our listeners, Brain Candy listeners, get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Brain Candy. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Brain Candy. Give it a try if you're thinking about it. Absolutely. It always helps to talk to people. But the thing is, too, though, Sarah... Because yeah. I was, I'm divorced. My husband is remarried um, yeah. and has had kids with his next wife. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a little different because we didn't, we were never, um, like there was no sense of, um, what do you call, like antagonism or, not that there was with you and your ex necessarily, mm-hmm. but like most marriages, there's sort of like a, like, antagonism that exists and Mm -hmm. for me i never had anything i never wished him anything but good it just wasn't a good match for us when we when we broke up um and so i felt comforted that he had found someone because he really did deserve somebody special and i think he probably found a better match than we were i married him when i was 22 wow and he was my professor which probably he would get canceled now if that happened. You know what I mean? Like things have changed, like that whole relationship. And then when we didn't grow together, you know how you have to kind of grow together. Absolutely. I kind of grew up and was like, oh, I don't want this anymore. You have to grow. Yeah. I I wasn't a full-fledged human yet. Yeah. So, uh, but I also didn't have like the social media thing. If I had to be confronted with like, him like being quote unquote happy, quote unquote successful, whatever it appeared, mm-hmm. I would probably get grossed out. <laughs> I just never had to deal with that. And so I imagine yeah. that as a whole nother layer of like, yeah. is this real? And then because your marriage mm-hmm. and miscarriage was publicized. Right. That is it. Then... So many people were aware of it, and Johnny even spoke about, like, your marriage and how, like, I chose to keep the money because she was with someone successful. She doesn't need the money. Stuff like that. Like, it was all intertwined into your personal narrative and your online narrative. Yep. It really complicates stuff. Exactly. I hate—it's very frustrating to me that when when you Google my name— the top things that come up are situations that I was in with it's a man. All re- like, that's exactly right. It's all with yeah. men. Johnny took it's your all money. With men. 
Yes. You married Landon. You divorced it's never, Landon. That's what I'm saying. I'm fighting for like acceptance of who I really am apart from, from men. others. From like these men I'm associated with. This Susie, this goes so deep because this does. goes down to childhood stuff with my dad. Yes. That I am defined by the things that that person did to me that then created – Huh. I'm like this is exclamation exclamation yes right that that's is why fraught. I came up, like Susie and I were talking about this before and like I got like a whole bunch of brainy stuff too blah 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 but <laughs> I was like I feel like we can like, talk cares. about this because I'm not I know I'm not alone in this kind of feeling with other people who are listening yeah Yours is a more extreme version because there it's are headlines. It's an extreme version, but isn't it extreme versions that illustrate yeah. the kind of things that are like in our – and we can go like, oh, yeah, I see that, how elements of that are similar in, you know, what I'm experiencing with X, Y, and Z, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Be, and, I mean, personally, I found the whole thing weird because of, like, my experience with your ex, but I can only imagine – and then I told you, I kept thinking about it and like it kept recurring. You know, when a thought just keeps coming back to your brain mm-hmm. and you're like, what mm-hmm. do I need to do about this? What do I need to process <laughs> yeah. about this? But it's what you're saying. It's all of the stuff, the perceptions that people have, the ways in which our relationships with men define us, mm-hmm. how shitty that can feel, how it can feel so unjust to do the quote right thing and invest in your mind, get an education and to, to have people that like, like, you know, from the show that just are like, I'm loud. And then, right. and then that makes them all this money. Right. That's hard to accept. It is hard <laughs> to accept. Right. We're over here being like, really I saw comes a documentary. Down to like, you know what it, you know what, this is what it comes down is you have to 100% do it for you. I have to really and, – and when I go back to that, which is gratitude and all that kind of stuff too, and I go back to why, what, what is my motivation, why am I even doing this and what matters to me, the truth is I could not live any other way. I couldn't be anything well, else. Well, we'd be miserable, which so are they. And that's it. It's like – Right. And by they, I just mean all my enemies, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I for real mean it. Like mm-hmm. all these people, I like. I know you're miserable. Mm-hmm. There is zero percent chance that you're fulfilled because you're hot garbage. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And, and so it's it's hard it's to just, kill to swallow. Yeah, and and I'll say this: this is completely separate from what is going on in my ex's life. This yeah. is completely set. This is, I'm just saying in general, I hope that everything that I see is authentic and that those are the real, that it is real there when I, for me, it wasn't. Yeah. I like, hope wouldn't that be great? So that would be, I wish yeah. that so much. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope get, yes, that is like lives over there and is separate and then my feelings are like over here and that is is something that influences them but it's i think it's more of of the the thing that that we were kind of breaking down in our discussion is the perception that the outside world has 
of right. what's going on in my life more than the things that are going on in somebody else's life, you know, in comparison to mine. Kind of thing. Well, because there, everyone knows it. Everyone knows the the bullet points that you're supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go to college. Right. Then you're supposed to start your career. Then you're supposed mm-hmm. to find someone and marry them. Right. And then you're supposed to have babies. And a house. And a house. Mm-hmm. And success. And you're supposed to love it and never complain about it. Right. And then you retire and then you die. Like right. these are the bullet points. Yeah. And so if your life doesn't happen mm-hmm. to match that specific trajectory. Right. Whether or not you're happy, content, whatever, you're seen by some as correct. somewhat of a failure. Right. So that's correct. Right. That is it. Where there's this feeling of, do people think I've lost in this game so, or in this competition somehow? That really goes with the narrative of like who Sarah is uh, as as other people see oh them. God. Like I'm like, we get see? it. You're the underdog. Right. Right. See? That's it. It's like, oh, even the, like, the the way that I, I have been portrayed yes. on television, the yeah. persona that has been assigned to me by the viewers, the production company, the world around me is the underdog who frequently gets screwed over. Right. Like That's she's kind of a the weird sexual thing abuse to like, victim. Yes. She's the quote unquote, like you were seen as weird chubby, one. which is absurd. Yeah. Like we can all acknowledge that that's fucked up and insane, mm-hmm. but that's the, what mm-hmm. was put on you. Correct. Like size two. Uh Oh, right. She's she had a ding dong. She had a hostess cupcake or mm-hmm. whatever. Martha dump mm-hmm. truck, whatever they called her. Right, Martha dump truck. Fuck everybody. Ugh. That's what they called me on the challenge. If you're wondering what that reference is, yeah, because on the challenge they called like. Ugh, this it's exactly, beyond. It's it beyond. Is like, it's right crazy. Just now thinking about it is like I can't believe that happened. It's all like so. This is like and and. I have to okay. This is like becoming like a big fucking know, pity party for thing. Sarah, and no. I hate this. Like, <laughs> it's not a I don't party. want this to be We're that. Processing. I don't want this to be like. But I just want this to illustrate the importance of all of of the individual being able to create their own narrative and be the deciders of their own identity. Yeah. I want to, I would like to be responsible for uh my idea of who I am independent from externals. Mhm. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I want to feel content and satisfied with who I am in my own mind based on my own judgment, moral, whatever, values, things that are important, separate from whatever else all this bullshit is around me or the people think or, oh, I haven't done this yet or I'm too old to do this or I'm too the wrong shape or size or color or what the fuck ever to do this or all of that. I feel like we can all relate to that feeling. And it's so important to be able to be the ones who decide who we are. 
And well, and ours happened that. on television, but for a lot of people, it happens in families. Your family yes. decides who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And you 100%. get this sort of label. You're this kid, whatever label. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, but can I, can I change? Can I evolve? Can I dispute that? Can I object? Right. Not really. Sometimes no. Right. You mm-hmm. are this way in your family. Which everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Can you think And then of, we have to, yeah. Is there a person on the challenge, by the way, that you can remember got like mm-hmm. a nickname, like a, a man on the challenge that got a nickname about like his violence? Nope, not in one. No, because I, I what made me think of that is how people ended up calling Camilla the Camillinator, right? She got uh-huh. like a name for her that was bestowed yep. upon her. She didn't call herself yep. that. And I was like, Killa did, Cam. Did any man ever get a name? I don't think so. I can't think of one. I can't think of any example. Ooh, that is a good. Little well, because once it's named, right? I it's mean, a that's a thing. Yeah, that is so interesting. I'll tell you a thing I actually love. Yes, please. And it is the backbone device that my son is using oh! nonstop. This is so cool. It is so cool. You know how you're like, oh, that's the last thing my kid needs is like another way to play fun games. Okay, but this is great. The I love how Susie's like my kid, and in my mind, I'm like, this is all me playing with this. Is, <laughs> well, you no, do love for me. You love a game, video. Like if you, anybody that plays video games it doesn't have to be a kid; it can be anybody. It will transform your iPhone into like a handheld console, so you can play anywhere, anytime. So, like if you're not around your PlayStation, you can still play that game, and it connects to like. I don't know where you people buy all these games. App Store. Yeah. Um, Susie doesn't know anything. PlayStation. Like I know. Yes. Well, thank God Adam does. And yes, and then that's right. He, he teaches sure does. Me but I just think it's so fun because he loves it. It like you just pop your iPhone or whatever phone into it, and then it Easy. becomes like a console. It's really cool, and yeah. he's so enjoying it. Um, Play if you ever without taking that big old box with you. Yeah, like if you have a PlayStation, Xbox, PC, or whatever, you can play the games you already own with Remote Play or the Steam Link app. Um, yes. Go to Oh, play- she does know. See, she said Steam Link app. She knows. I know things. She knows things. Go to playbackbone.com slash brain candy now to order your backbone until June 30th and get free access to over 350 console games and perks, including one month free of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, one month free of Apple Arcade, two months free of Google Stadia Pro, and three months free of Discord Nitro. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash brainkitty. It's so fun. It yeah. is. It just is. And it's like summertime. People, you know, these kids need I was thinking do. the same thing. Like, yeah. Keep them entertained. Yes. <laughs> Any hoodles. Um, Any hoodles. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. to process. Yeah. It's just, in, you know, it. those, I think... Like anything, milestones, like moments, big moments in life work as markers that like they help us reflect on the past, look towards the future, you know, big, big moments. Like like when people come to you and they feel upset that Mm -hmm. 
it feels like all the wrong people are prospering or getting ahead. Right. Like, what is the antidote for that besides gratitude? Well, really nothing. So That's you, it. Yeah, you just have the gratitude, to... and then I go through um, a few things: wants and needs. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? Mm-hmm. Because often it's so different than what you'd get from any of these other things or or these externals, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, really highlighting, like redefining success. Yeah. I think that is the most important that we have to get through, like not just the definition of the word, but the meaning the meaning that it holds to us, the what that represents to us. I will be able to, like, success to me equals blah, blah, blah. Then Mm -hmm. you have to ask why and keep asking why. So if success means financial, like, like having a lot of money, Mm -hmm. why? Well, because with financial security, I can get to do the things I want to do. Why? Because I want, why? And getting deeper and deeper and deeper and just keep asking why and keep going into those deep things. I think you're able to redefine what success means because a lot of times what that boils down to is I want to have the ability to have time with my family away from work to do like connect and do the things that I want to do. And it's almost like I want success so that I like financial success so I I can enjoy all these things like away from the 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 work stuff you know mm-hmm. like the opposite of what creates financial success yeah you know so when you right. really get down to that then you can say well maybe making a bunch of money isn't the important thing maybe it's spending time with family mm-hmm. so why don't we prioritize that and see what happens in your life when we change that switch that those those priorities in your mind and sometimes the financial success comes with that. Well, often it does when you're aligned with what your values are, what really matters to you, what your wants and needs are. Well, and there is also a freedom in knowing that the success of your enemy, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. whether it's an ex or just somebody that's wronged you or whatever, doesn't mean that you can't also be right. successful. Sometimes it feels right. like... um. Like their success means you must be a failure, mm-hmm. but like everyone can do fine, right? Yeah. So Agreed. I think, but we get trapped in that idea of yeah. like they're happy, so I must be sad, right? Right. You know, right. or they're experiencing X, Y, and Z. Those things on that checklist. Yeah. So I so must. I be need more of that. Somehow failing because yeah. I haven't experienced those things yet, or I'm not getting those things. You yeah. know. Yeah. And. Yeah, and it's, like, tough when you're, like, single and a woman and, at like, like well into slash beyond childbearing years and, like, you know, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, there's just a lot of, of pressure to be, to be, period. Oh, my God, right. Right? That is so true. I feel like we all kind of get that. I was recently with a friend who I've known forever, and she is devout, and she um, would like to be 
um, only with her, maybe her future husband. Mm-hmm. But she's never been married. She's mm-hmm. in her 40s, mm-hmm. has never been with anyone because she's committed to that principle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this <sighs> is not new. I mean, this is uh, religious traditions all over the world do this, and monks and priests and nuns mm-hmm. and whatever. And, I mean, I was like... Stop doing that. Like, I'm ah! like, just please stop. Because to me, it like puts so much emphasis on this one thing. Mm-hmm. But if that's... What in- do you wish she did instead? Like, what is the, what is the, what is the thing that she's doing that you want that... Is it you just like, being celibate thing? Yeah. Like, okay, I okay. would like it if that you just went with what feels right at the okay. time. Like, if you're with somebody and you feel like doing yeah. that and you care for them and they respect yeah. you and care for you just yeah. go ahead like let yeah. that happen has have they felt that way though yes okay oh interesting well right. that yeah i would totally but I would when totally. you're abstaining purely on this principle that you yeah. that's putting it a lot of eggs literally and figuratively yeah. in one basket well, in a way i know that's an extreme yeah like we're saying but in a way i can relate to that because i feel like i'm being so selective and I'm being so particular, like, I'm like, mm, nope, next, mm, no, like, nobody's, I'm like heavy vetting, like, like, nobody, yeah. you You're know, like, so then just that so kind of makes, I could be married right now. Right. I right. definitely could be. Right. Like, I, yeah. you want, I want that, that could be a possibility. Yeah. But I am, am like, mm, no, no, you gotta no, be not sure. right, not right. And then it's like, am I, you're like emotionally it, celibate. <laughs> yes. Cheesy, crazy, right? The guy I'm dating now, by the way, gave me a like. We have joked a lot about how my ability to hold hold on to the don't just kiss friends, them, just be friends thing that was right out the window. Yeah. About well, nobody really believed you. Like that wasn't no, as right. if we were like she's gonna do it this time. No, no not one not. person thought not that. one person. Maybe you did. No, I didn't really either. <laughs> I was like, that sounds nice, but it's, I am still confident in. Beating out any other uh, 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 competition that I may have. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> you want to learn something or what? Uh, all right. I was trying right. to decide like, if I had anything else to say about Oh, yeah. Do you have anything else to say on this? Do we? Do we? I think? just want to add that I hope all my enemies suffer and... <laughs> Do not experience joy. Oh, gosh. But other than that, we can learn something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope that I can better learn to be the – to separate who I know I truly am and what I know I'm truly experiencing from my idea of how others may interpreting – be interpreting my life, who I am, or what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Well, and it's a daily thing, too, because I think that's what trips a lot of people up is they think, okay, I got it all figured out. Mm. This is good. I've got it. But you have to re-up every day. You're never done. I say in therapy all the time. I'm like, it's not – it's a workout program. Yes. It's, it's just a healthy it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. It's a, right. <laughs> it really is. It's a lifestyle. It really is. It is. Oh. And like, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Yeah. In the same way, I tell clients, 100 pounds is 
always that weight that you go to pick up, that 100-pound weight is always going to be 100 pounds. But the more you work and the stronger you get and the, the, the better your muscles are and the more comfortable you get and familiar you get with picking that up, the better you are yeah. going to be. Yeah, picking up that hundred. Yeah, pounds. the load won't lighten, but load you'll become... is not lighten. That is always a hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, you will get better. Yeah, I think it's important because people. I think people get discouraged when then a week later they struggle, and you're like, no, 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 you're. This is every day. You got to do right. this shit every day, all the time. It's like flossing, man. Like flossing. I'm not done. You ain't done. Do it every oh day. Oh my gosh, that's right. flossing. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, there was a recent study done in uh, England that looked at the divide in personality traits between oldest and youngest siblings. That's always fun. Yeah. And okay. what I love is we've got the oldest, youngest sibling thing going right here. Oh, my God. Right? We really do. I know. So isn't it like I take, get to take one side of this argument and you get to take the other? Uh, Not okay. really argument. All right. But- let's hear it. Yeah, so there was this uh, study that was done on, I want to say it was on like 50, no, 1,500 different people who were then asked, um, you know, questions about like where they fall in line with, you know, who's calling me? Stop. Why do they get through? Hang on. Hang on. I hate everyone. I hate it. See, we hate everybody. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Back to what we were saying. So this was a survey that was done in 2018, and um, they asked uh, – we wanted to know, like, personality traits of oldest and youngest siblings, as I said, Um, and, like, subjective reviews. Like, what do these people – what do the oldest children think of themselves, and what do the youngest children think of themselves? What would you say – are you as a youngest child, what are some of the traits that you think you possess, maybe different from your siblings, that you as a youngest child would say, oh, yes, I am more attention-seeking. Okay. Attention-seeking. Yeah. For sure. All right. You know, um, like performative. Yeah. What about, would you say you are funnier or less funny than I mean, your I think I'm funnier. Okay. I don't know if I am. Would you say you are more or less favored by your parents? More. More. Would you say you are more easygoing or less easygoing than your oldest sibling? More. Would you say that you are more relaxed or less relaxed than the older sibling? Less. Okay. How about more responsible? That's really hard because I am more responsible, but I don't think that's the stereotype. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) How about more successful? Yeah. More organized? Okay, but but before we continue on this journey of birth order, let's just talk about birth and how when you have a baby, you want to have good diapers. Obvious. Right? How about uh, diapers, diaper wipes? You need wipes. You need diapers. If you have bad diapers on your kid, they wake up in the night. Then you can't sleep. Like, what good is that? Not good. But Coterie, thankfully, is the solution to this problem because rumor has it, they're magic. I don't know the details. I just know people love them. They help. They can help you keep your baby happy and comfortable and dry. 
Yes. And then you'll be happy. It's like the cashmere of diaper. Yes. What more do you want? They were awarded best diaper and wipes by the bump and parents.com. Oh, wow. Oh, I used to Rave reviews. Like, the bump is a good one. Rolls Royce of diapers. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping at Coterie.com slash brain candy. That's Coterie. It's spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com slash brain candy for 20% off and free shipping. Coterie.com slash brain candy. And let me tell you, if you are looking to get a baby shower gift, because you know we're going to those things. That's so true. Get them diapers. Just get them diapers. Done. With gentle and, and they're safe gonna, materials. You're going to give the best diapers when you give the cashmere diapers. See, everyone will know. You're there fancy you and you're great. Yeah. All right. Back to our shenanigans. See, okay. This yeah. is why I'm You start going up. off and it is. Here's you, why. You, yes. I tried to tell you this before because this is weird. But if I were talking about little Susie, then the answers oh. are different. My gosh, you're so right. I made a decision at the age of 18 that I was going to be a different person. I was going to be organized and ambitious and hardworking and... Oh, wait a sec. Susie made the decision to set her identity based on what she, who she believed she was rather than who her family told her she was. That's what I did. That's exactly what we're talking about in the beginning of this episode. But it... From zero to 18, I was a mess. I was like just carefree, no worry in the world, and totally yes. disorganized, not, you know, not disciplined in any way. And then I made a choice and now I'm like weirdo, hyper-focused. So, so the big uh, results of the study, like the big conclusion of the study were... The youngest really believes they're the funniest. Yeah. And the oldest really believes they're the most responsible. Yes. 100% true. Yeah. Now, what happens when you believe you're both? (laughs) Okay. Also, this is hilarious. You actually are, though. (laughs) No, Lucas is the funniest. Okay. I don't know that about And. Lucas is so fucking funny. Okay, both of my siblings are so funny. Jordan might be. We're all funny. But Lucas, I have to say, some of my best jokes I've stolen from Lucas. Mm -hmm. This was my thing that I did. He would say, but he was really shy and introverted. Okay, so you're the most responsible and then you just steal jokes. Correct. I'm a responsible irresponsible thief of jokes. I think we have He was totally the funniest, but he wouldn't say the joke loud enough he would just whisper it and i was always like sitting next to him and then i would steal it and say it loud and then everybody would laugh and he would look at me with like the saddest look in his eyes this happened all the time i'm sure i've talked about this on here that's before. real shitty but sarah real shitty i straight up stole his comedy forever and still to this day like we'll go out and he'll say something funny and i'm like oh my god i have to write that down i'm totally saying that on the podcast it's so funny so maybe some of the big laughs have definitely <laughs> been thanks to lucas so but i wonder if he would say he's the funniest I'm sure he would. Lucas would? Yeah, because if he if you're saying he is the yeah, funniest I'm and he's jokes. a man, they're he's, not exactly the so humble. humble. Oh, they're Lucas not known so for that. so humble. Yeah. They're not known for that, but he is. You should ask yeah. him. So Text oldest him right children now. believe that they were more favored by their parents. 
They Can also you text believe him that and ask were... him. Maybe he'll write back oh. before we're done. Oh yeah. What do we want to ask? Do you think you're the do funniest? You, who? Okay. Which sibling of oh. ours is the funniest? Okay. But that. So okay. I do think, like now that all of this, like birth order stuff is so common knowledge. I do wonder to what extent it influences our self-perception and that, that idea of like the oldest sibling always thinks they're responsible and the youngest sibling always thinks they're the most funny or entertaining Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I wonder to what extent it's just because we know we're supposed to be quote unquote. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, don't try, don't try to appease me with this answer. Yeah, just just real deal, like funniest, innate funny. Real deal. Because. Who's funniest? I mean, I am the funniest, though. You sure. are. Thank you, Sarah. But I'm really like, not. I'm really not. Oh, your siblings are really I'm really funny. not. I know. Well, but that's the thing. Like, when you uh, grow up in a home with trauma... <laughs> Everyone oh, ends right? up real Everybody's funny. A, right. What is that hilarious? I put a TikTok uh, talk up once that said, I'd like to thank mom and dad for causing me all kinds of trauma because it made me fucking hilarious. Yeah. Now. If you uh. think of in your mind, listener, think of the least funny person you know, and then think about their childhood or their home life, their family. Right. It was probably stable. And healthy. Consistent. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Bore. Which, you know, it's, you know, you give and take there. Give and take. Give and take. There are not going to be any. Ex- right, right. I don't right. know anybody that's really funny who had like a totally healthy upbringing. I just don't. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I mean, you're probably one of the, fun- you're probably the funniest person I know. Well, that's real nice, but. Yeah. And I you know, know your upbringing. <laughs> it was fun, you know. I, I it is fun. So, like, this is what happens. It's like Su- Susie is like my family, so I just like go on dates with people, and then talk about Susie on my dates. Like she's like my family, so and nice. so I'll be like, "Oh, let me tell her she was like one of those like she was jealous for me because we had orange juice kind of families." She's oh my like, god, yeah, that's like the height of opulence, <laughs> right? She's I like, "Oh, you were one of those orange juice families." Because the richer you are, the more beverages you have at your house. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you yeah. – like Khloe Kardashian or whoever it was, one of the Kardashians showed her fridge on cribs and it was just like beverages, only beverages. Yeah. And and fancy beverages are so fucking expensive. I went to a grocery store up in Breckenridge. All I did was buy liquid, $107. <gasps> For real? For What kind real. of liquid? Wine? Not even booze. Not any with alcohol. It was like I got like a couple of like these green drinks, um, a watermelon <laughs> juice that I really liked. I got these like uh, protein, co- like coffee, like yeah. drinks. Rich people love beverages. Love them. Hey, and squats, like, can you make that a meme for me? <laughs> rich people love beverages. <laughs> That's such a like, good if one. If you don't have the context, that would be great. It's so great. And it's like, I feel like even without context, people would be like, yeah, I agree with this. That's so true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But trauma makes people funny because it's a coping strategy. It's the and coping strategy. I have thought about this, Sarah, and like you like to talk about it like it's almost like an unhealthy coping strategy. True or false? What? Humor. No. Comedy? Yeah. 
Uh, no, I do. I think it's the, here's the thing. This is like, do you want regular Sarah? Do you want therapist Sarah? When I like, if I'm in the, I if think I'm I in want a setting, therapist right now. Oh, well, if I'm oh, in a in, setting oh, where a, somebody, oh, right. Yeah. So like in therapy, Got if it. we're using comedy no. to deflect, to avoid going there, Got it. Like, That's I'll different. call that out and then say, like, let's hold this. Like, you when should you say, feel like, you're, urge. but can you tell them, like, you're super funny? I yeah. love oh, it. Because okay. they are. And okay. I, they always know. And I make sure, like, well, I can't help it because that's the problem is it takes me a little while to even point out the fact that we're deflecting with humor because having fun. I laugh and I'm a best audience. So I lo- I, I, I'm like almost encouraging of it. And then I'll like continue the joke and then I have to be like, whoa, 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 we're in therapy. Hang on a sec. Yeah. Let's work on this. Okay. And it's, 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 it's you know, because that's we're different. all, it, and because my clients are fucking smart and so amazing, they all know how to use comedy so well that sometimes you miss it. You're like, you get caught up in the, in the, 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 basically the way that they're using it to deflect and as a coping strategy is working so well. It's working on their therapist too. When you, sometimes you've said it to me, but like usually when I'm doing that, it's just with, if I don't want to, I don't want to share with that person or, even right. in that moment, like let's say it's with you, like it's yeah. not the time to like get right. down and dirty. Right. Right. But in your session, the right, I see yeah. why you It depends say. on what the intention is, what you're getting out of it. And like outside yeah. of my work as a therapist, like I'll let that ha- let it go. Yeah. Because it is fu- so like, funny and also it is helpful. <laughs> it's because the it, most helpful. Tragedy like, is I, funny sometimes. You have to laugh at it and it's the only thing we do. And like – if only so, like, we can keep friends because, like, we can't just, like, talk about our childhoods that without throwing thing. on a fucking punchline or no. else people will become uncomfortable and not want to hang out with us because they're like, oh. Exactly. I'm glad we've That sounds sad. It's okay. kind of like, um, uh, what's her name that we love? The, the Hannah Gatsby. Yeah. About what the, how she stopped doing, making the tragedy a punchline. Right. Because... Okay. Because then you avoid processing it. Yes. 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 All right. I'm glad we've come to this agreement. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story... You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. .georgetown.edu slash podcast. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. 
Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Good episode. Okay, let's learn a few more things. Wait, yeah, because um, I want to know, like, what it says about the oldest and youngest. Like, I mean, this was a very – it was – it feels like – and you know how, like, middle children right now are being like, they are just doing oldest and youngest. Just 100% like every middle life. children are going full middle child right now being like, what about me? Like, that is so true. It's oh always that, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's always that, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> oh, That's it was hilarious. really just, I, I mean, it, it was, I feel like a lot of these kind of studies were done during COVID because people were at home. Yeah. And so we have these like random data sampling, like collections from sample sizes that aren't really great enough to draw any conclusions and are, are um, limited to just location. You know, this is just in England. I don't know how this would translate in the United States. You know, there's a lot of things that can be variables in that, like United States idea of like, individualism and exceptionalism, all this stuff and what is fun, all, uh, whatever it is, you know, different, like British humor, English, like American humor, totally different. So there's like a lot of stuff that, that it's like a Lucy, it's like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, just kind of funny. Cause I, I also wanted to, I knew that you would be the sibling, the youngest sibling who would also think they were the funniest. Yes. Yes. I do. Yeah. Or at least um, the most, you know, like I said, performative. Perform well, you know. In a way, now that you say that, doesn't the little kid have to be? Because right. parents are so distracted. Yeah. Unless you are funny, making like doing something that you have to. And the middle child is the one who's misbehaving and getting the attention for that, maybe, or like getting the attention in like the other kind of ways. So you have to get attention. In a completely unique, in almost the more intellectual way, and I always say this, that using humor as a coping strategy is the most intellectual, like the smartest way, the uh, coping strategy there is. Besides That's what? Why I say what are the other are so smart options? Because, um, just like I mean, just like straight abuse. up deflection. <laughs> like, yes, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is more work. That's so true. It, is, it takes it takes more work. It takes more into, more brain power. It takes a lot to kind of be that clever in a way. So yeah, it I makes mean, sense that the the young and youngest children are often the most invent. Well, not they are the most inventive. There, you're going to see like Bill Gates was the youngest child. Uh, um, uh, no, what's his name? Steve Apple Jobs. guy. Steve Jobs was <laughs> the youngest child. I always get child. them mixed up. I know. Me too. Yeah. So, like, youngest children are the inventors because they have to invent a new creative way to do whatever it is. And I think that same thing could be said for getting their the parents' attention. Right. Well, there is crowded. Right. Because I was the youngest of five. I was very noisy. And Sarah, have you been to my mom's house? You've just heard about it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like as I said before, like a thousand square feet of livable space. So, like. It's a lot of people in a small space, so you do have to perform to get any kind of yeah. thing. But um, everyone says that the oldest children, because they are quickly ushered out of, like, the baby stage, mm-hmm. they have to take on, like, almost a parental role. Yes, the parentified child. 
And then they observe the family unit and they know what would help their parents, which is to be like fall in line, get straight A's, do all the good stuff. And you take on that burden of like placating your parents because they're stressed about these other bozos they they gave birth to, right? Oh, God. Isn't that the idea? Yes. 100%. And this oldest child is like, oh, God, I got it. Hang on. You're so right. Did you feel that pressure? A hundred percent. Like, do you remember when your brothers were introduced to the home? Like, here's this baby fucking things up. What's that like? I don't know. That's right. You don't know. That's so interesting. That's like a really interesting thing to think about that. Like you, like the introduction to a sibling. Yeah. And how that you'd adjust Like we've never had to think of other people. (laughs) Really, you know? Oh my God. Like here's this new fucking asshole. This is, this is really funny. When my mom went into labor with my brother, Jordan, uh, I was, I think I had, I was just about to turn four. So I was three and a little bit. And I was like, I was emotionally manipulative as they come. (laughs) And I was like, nope, you can't go. You can't go. Look, I'm sick. And I made myself throw up. Oh my God, the throw up returns. Yeah. I've been a puker since day one. And then it makes me like, am I I using that for emotional manipulation now? That is so interesting. In ways that I don't even know. Like, like, is this subconscious that maybe this is like my go-to, like... I'm struggling. Help me. It's definitely what I used when I was mountain biking. so sad. I know. I'm actually just real. This has been a very therapeutic episode for me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, nope, can't go. I'm sick. And I like threw. And I, I, my mom said that she was like, you made yourself throw up and said, and she was like, no, I have to go to the hospital, Sarah. Sorry. But my mom recognized that this was going to be a difficult transition for me or that it was going to be weird for me to go from being the only child to, and my mom was like, she didn't put me down for the first three months. She, and I mean, she didn't put me down. Oh, like, yes, right. She strapped me to her, and she took showers with me. Like, she did not put me down. And then, uh, you know, all of the care, like, she had me reading, and, like, she was rich. I, it was yeah. so Pressure's on. one-on-one, like, intense. Like, yeah. she was, like, brain training me. Like, I was, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, Russian Olympic athlete that she was like, we've got to get you to maximum performance. Yes. <laughs> you must perform. That was that, like, and like a fed me strict diet of liver because it was like, she read was like the brain food. She's like, I'm going to grow this brain. So it was, it went from like full time, like I was number one thing to now I have got to share with a boy. And, I mean, uh, it worked. It did work. And yeah, she says the same thing. She's like, look, look, all your success. <laughs> that was me. Look what I did. I did this. So I, I mom. agree with her. She did a good job. She definitely yeah. made me a reader. Definitely yeah, made like that brain work. Her emphasis much. on education was yes. so consequential and effective. <sighs> That's why we're in this mess, Susie. <laughs> I'm uh. jealous. That sounds really nice, though. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. And she did a good job of introducing my baby brother to me. She got this toy, this doll that 
looked just like Jordan. There was a baby doll that like went to the bathroom and like you changed its diapers and it was like a a whole thing. And so she was like, and she gave me presents. Like she gave me, like she invited me in there. I remember when she, right before she went in labor, she was in labor and she invited me in and she was like, okay, we've got, and I got a lunchbox and a thermos. I remember receiving, I can remember this thermos. I was so fucking excited about the thermos because you twisted the top and a little straw popped up and it had a little string you would put over your neck. You know what I'm talking about? And I think it was the kind that had like the glitter in the side where you would shake it and it like, oh, I remember. And, and it was so, I was like so excited that I got presents. Uh, Didn't happen with Lucas. And I was like, what the hell? Where are my presents? And that's because she went into labor like in two seconds, like had the baby in the back of an ambulance. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? Who's this I don't guy? Any presents? <laughs> Where's my thermos? And so she was like, my mom was like, when Jordan was born, she's like, okay, I have a baby and you have a baby and we're going to both take care of our babies. So and when nice. I'm taking care of my baby, you take care of your baby because she knew that I was going to get jealous and be like, why don't you take care of me? Me, me, me. So she was like, use that as a time to be like, you take care. And I think that's when the parentified child thing started because I realized I now have a responsibility oh in taking God. care of this child. So you don't, I mean, there are consequences to every good, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. No, right. There is always a flip side. Always. Yeah. It was great. It won- It was wonderful. It worked. It, you know. That's why like, you know, on intervention and stuff, whenever they give their their origin story of like, here's what went wrong. And there's always like a divorce. That's almost without exception a part of the story. Mm-hmm. But there's also like frequently they're like, you know, I was never good enough for my parents. And like that rings in my head all the time because I'll think about that with Lincoln and I'll be like, am I being too critical or like too expecting too much but then i'm like you're actually not good enough like you know like in those I don't moments think oldest children feel that i was never good enough for my parents thing you do i don't i you're saying that you don't think oldest ones do i, I think that's a refrain that you do yeah you that they feel like they couldn't they wanted to be perfect and they never felt like they could do it and they tried to get like the all oh. the good grades i mean and- i did want to be perfect i want to be best but then I, I felt like i was like oh yeah yeah no. you're like i'm enough <laughs> yeah i was like yeah i got it i'm good what more do you want well that is true honors for grad school like like what yeah Check. sarah because- I, well i do need the continuing va- like external validation so maybe that's it this is a secret sauce that i want though because i had great confidence all of my childhood, and I think it sounds like you you did too. Yeah. How did that happen? Where did that come from? No. Mine? Both of us. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, was, was that provided to us? Is it just our DNA? Because that is the secret to life. Confidence. Yeah, feeling oh, good about who you are. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is. Because as soon as that stops is when it, I'm like, oh. That's when shit goes sideways. Yeah. But I don't know how it happens, and that is the mystery. Okay, we got to figure out the answer to how we feel confident about ourselves all the time. But we have to wind down. Oh so, my gosh! Like we'll have to postpone going, going, going. that hypothesis testing. Don't worry. Next time I'll come with like more facts and like we'll I talk think about. People no, are no. very into what we were talking about. Sarah. Okay. Oh, this good, is the confidence speaking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, they the love us. They love it. You know, we uh, we covered a gosh, lot. Gosh, what did we learn? Sarah's so ex got married. We unpacked yeah. it. We unpacked it. But we unpacked it in through the lens of like how we all feel 
um, like we're comparing our lives to other people and how complicated that can be and how like shitty that can be. And the lies that we tell ourselves about social media. Totally. Totally. The assumptions we make. I'm looking at my notes and none of them make sense. I'm like, what the fuck did we talk about? Yeah. This is what happens when Susie takes me to therapy. You know? And then, you know, the oldest and youngest siblings, which I think is a whole thing. Yeah. If you are a youngest child, do you think that you're the funniest? Conductor. But also, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I wonder that what they need is a follow-up study that's like, when these families were asked which is the funniest sibling, how many of them said the youngest? Now that I would like to know. Right. I should send a group text to my siblings. Just be like. Yeah, please do. Because so far, n- nothing. I need to send it to Jordan, too. I bet Jordan would say Lucas. And he might be the best person to ask because. The middle child. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys tell the truth. They're so they sad do. about it, but they will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be children. like, I'm sorry. It ain't you. <laughs> All right. Well. Can you guys leave us a five-star review? Because remember how they said Sarah stammered too much? That was weird. I didn't stammer at all in this one. <laughs> I, I should edit together, like, all the times you did. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, but, <laughs> I, I did, but now I'm, did. like, using other filler words. That's good. I think okay. in this one I was like, something like that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're losing it. We all right, people. Just leave us a review. Whatever. Okay. We got to go. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.